remember that when you can't, you must. You're listening to the In Pursuit Podcast. Hey, good afternoon. My name is Samson Jagoris. I'm honored to be standing in front of you guys today. About two months ago, the idea for Going Pro was born. We sat in a little meeting amongst the hiring managers and the training managers and we thought, man, how do we really help college students make that transition and share a little bit more about what it takes in order to be successful when you're making that transition out of school and being a college student into your professional working careers. And here we are, fast forward two months later, and I'm sitting in front of 100 amazing college students who are getting ready to make that transition in their life. Um, This is also an amazing opportunity for me to share a little bit more about who we are, what we do, and why that matters. There's this interesting phenomenon called rosy retrospection, and it's actually a really important part of human psychology that basically says human beings have a tendency when they look back on the past to see everything is all good. We, We tend to tweak it in a way that is so wonderful. You know, when I, when I look back and I think about my college years, I think about, man, that was so incredible. Like we had so much fun doing that. And then I stop and I really think about it. I was like, man, I was broke as shit. Like I didn't have any money, but I was, I was having the time of my life. And so that got me thinking very, very hard about what it is and why that is. And why is it that we, you know, tend to have such nostalgia associated with the past and really the important part of that is because if we didn't, you know, we constantly reflected negatively on all of our past events, you know, our future would look pretty bleak. However, it's those moments when we're really, really uncertain that all of that kind of gets flipped upside down. And we tend to get really uncomfortable when we tend to stop and really think about what the future holds and we don't really know. And I remember what it was like when I was sitting on the other side of this podium and not really knowing what my future held. <clears throat> but what I have found as I reflected back is that what I was happiest when I was just pursuing my biggest goals and my dreams. And in reality, most of those things, I didn't really know what the heck I was doing. You know, I was in what, way above my head. But I was, I'm a type of person that was, has always gone all in on everything that I did. And that's because it's in the pursuit of our biggest goals, dreams, and aspirations that we truly find happiness. Um, Rosy retrospection lets us down because we tend to find comfort in the way things are or the way things were, and we don't want to disrupt that. Um, But I'm here to tell you today that when you go all in, when you don't know what's going to happen next is when you really find happiness. It's invigorating. It's exciting. And you're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes, but that's all part of the process. You know, we spent the last, you know, however many years of our life going to school and getting grades and, you know, getting a bad, bad grade was equivocal to, you know, being a failure. But in real life, that kind of sets us up for failure because failing is just a part of learning and you're never going to have all the answers. It's never going to be perfect. So with that being said, the only thing that you can control is whether or not you're going all in on your goals and your dreams and your aspirations. And so for me, That story looks a little bit like this. When I was 14 is when I first found football. Up until that point, I hated football. I didn't want anything to do with it. I wanted to be a skater kid and listen to punk rock music and be in a punk rock band. 
And for whatever reason, when I was 14, I don't know if that was because of girls or what, I became intrigued at the notion of playing football. So I showed up to my first football practice. The coaches said, you look like a linebacker. I said, awesome. What is that? And they said, just get in line over here, son. I stood in front of the kid in front of me. They said, he's going to run at an angle with the ball. You're going to hit him as hard as you possibly can. And I, I looked at the coach for a second like, that. that's okay. I can just hit this guy as hard as I can. So kind of like not knowing what to do, strapped up my helmet, hit this guy as hard as I possibly could, completely decleated him. And when I stood up, the coaches were losing their mind. They were so excited. And at that moment, I knew that I wanted to play football for the rest of my life. Fast forward to my senior year. Four years of playing football. I'm supposed to be playing at the college level. No offers. Not a single offer. Not one. So, because it was so important to me, I had to figure out a way. I was either going to go play junior college or I was going to try to get a scholarship. Ultimately, I had to get a scholarship because my parents couldn't afford to send me to school. So I reached out to a mentor. He reached out to his coach who was uh, at the University of Western New Mexico. And two days later, I was on a recruiting trip driving 10 hours out to a little tiny crappy town called Silver City, New Mexico, where there wasn't a whole lot going on. Everything shut down at about 5 o'clock, but there was one thing going on that was important to me, and that was playing football. Five days later, I was offered a scholarship. And within five months, I was on my way moving to Silver City, New Mexico. I came in. I had a great freshman season. But as I was, as that season ended and I was heading into my sophomore year, this itch inside of me, this calling for just something greater than what I was doing was burning so deep inside of me that I couldn't help but listen to it. So I reached out to my coach in California and, and told him that I wanted to transfer to the University of Colorado. And so he called the coaches at the university and they gave me the green light contingent upon, you know, me playing my sophomore season and put together a really good highlight film. So I went home that summer, trained my butt off and had one of the best training seasons of my life. I was about 225 pounds, was running a 4540 and during a summer training session in the middle of June of like 2014, excuse me, 2004, 2014, 2004, um, I took a hard left cut off my left leg and tore my hamstring. I had a three inch by two inch tear in the middle of the muscle belly. So in that moment, right, very similar to where you're at right now, you just have this feeling of uncertainty, like what's going to happen next? Like I'm supposed to go play at the University of Colorado. This is supposed to be the greatest season of my life. I'm going to come out of this season and I am absolutely going to crush it. And I went from being at the top of my game to being at the lowest of my game. But that didn't stop me. I just had to get resourceful. I had to make tweaks and pivots and changes to what I was doing, right? I, I had failed. I'd fallen on my face a little bit. Some things were out of my control. But what I did do is, you know, make the transition. I lost a bunch of weight, swam in a pool all summer for my conditioning, ran in the pool all summer for my conditioning, and lifted weights as much as I possibly could. Granted, I couldn't really do anything with my legs. Went into that season, had the best season of my entire career. Walked into my coach's office at the end of that season, looked him dead in his eyes and said, thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate everything that you've had, you have given me for your belief in me, but I am going to be transferring to the University of Colorado. He looked at me and said, son, I don't think you're ever going to play. 
man, you want to talk about motivation. I love being the underdog. He, I stood up, I shook his hand, and I said, thank you. You can watch me on Saturdays. I packed up my car and I drove 10 hours back to California where I waited and trained for the spring of 2005 when I transferred to CU. Showed up to CU, there, was, there were seven walk-ons, and of that tryout, only three of us made it. And of that spring training, I was the only one that was left. The other two quit. Fast forward a year later, got put on scholarship, and when I ran out of that tunnel for that first time as a scholarship athlete, I can't tell you the feeling of gratitude and happiness that I had achieved in that moment. But once I had arrived at the destination, it was kind of like, what's next? Right? I had my place at the table. And that's when I learned that it wasn't actually the destination that was important. It was the pursuit of the destination that was important. And, and it, once you have it, it's almost like not as sweet anymore. So, you know, fast forward to my senior year when I was graduating with a degree in human physiology, I ended up making another transition to a totally different career and getting into stocks and commodities. Now, this was 2008. So I don't know if you guys really know what was happening during that time, but that was when we were in the middle of the economic housing crisis. And uh, I'll never forget it. It was about five months after I started. It was uh, September 29th, 2008, and the Dow Jones fell 777 points. 777 points in a day was the single biggest intraday fall on record at the time. You want to talk about not knowing what the future held and feeling uncertain in those moments. Man, that was one of those moments. But this is where the story gets awesome. Joe Kellogg, our CEO of Madwire, who was at the time the CEO of Traders Network, had already been through this before. And he knew that in the middle of adversity, in the middle of uncertainty, in the middle of fear was when the biggest opportunities were born. So he decided to start Madwire. They took three, three months of research and development, and on May 2009, they launched Madwire. Now, the coolest part about this whole entire story is that he launched it with his son, J.B. Kellogg. J.B. Kellogg and I played football together in New Mexico. And the only reason that we stayed as close as we did was because I made the transfer to CU. But I never would have met him had I not made the transfer or had I not gone to Western New Mexico first. And the reason that I'm sitting in front of you in this moment is because I was willing to go all in. I was willing to put the pursuit of my goals, my dreams, and my aspirations ahead of everything else. I wasn't willing to settle. I wasn't willing to just take the first job that I got when I came out of college. I went after the job that was going to challenge me the most. And as a result of that, man, I've been able to achieve a lot of incredible things. I came on board in 2011 and was able to spearhead business development on Marketing 360, which is now our flagship product. Fast forward to where I am today. We were sitting in a meeting and they said, we're going to hire 60 new marketing executives. And I looked around the room and thought, how are we going to train these people? 
And in typical Madwire fashion, we'll figure it out. And I think that's just the entrepreneurial spirit. And it's everything that I'm talking about is you just got to go. You just got to go for it. There really isn't a perfect plan. You will figure it out along the way. I took the reins on that. And I was the one that developed the training program. And the quickest way to rise to the top in any type, any organization is to solve a problem. And I was willing to solve problems that other people weren't able to solve. And here we are today, eight years later, and everything that we talked about on that first day when I first started about Marketing 360, we've arrived. Our mission is to help small businesses grow, and there's 28 million of them in the United States. And all of those businesses are uncertain about what's next. All of those businesses are uncertain about how to market and grow their business and how to live out their dream, and they're all going all in. So when people ask me, what I love about Madwire, what I can tell them is I love the fact that we're helping small businesses grow. We're helping those people in the pursuit of their biggest goals, dreams, and aspirations. And not only are we helping fulfill their happiness, but we're fulfilling our own happiness by pushing ourselves to be the greatest that we can possibly be. So when you're challenged and you're faced with adversity or in your challenge and you're faced with making a big decision you're not certain about what's next just remember that it's in the pursuit of our biggest goals dreams and aspirations that we truly find happiness and when you feel like you can't remember that you must What's going on, guys? Thanks for listening. If you love it, give me a five-star over on iTunes, over on Stitcher, over on SoundCloud, wherever you're listening at. I really appreciate you guys. If you got any feedback, insight, episodes, things you want to hear about, do not hesitate to shoot me a message. Thanks.